0: 2020 refuse to see a thing. Huh? See a I keep thing. the money coming today. I go sing, a, I uh, on the pedal and go and
1: fast, Mulan-a-lang, Mulan-a-lang. Uh, Mulan-a-lang. Put on the pedal and go and fast. The worst movie we done. To <laughs> <try>. <laughs> Welcome to Development Hell, guys. Uh, I am Richard Humphrey, uh, your host. Uh, so Development Hell, we're a podcast. We talk about Uh, (laughs) and we're walking here (laughs)
2: we're
3: we're walking here we're podcasting here okay
2: this is not this is unavoidable there is somebody moving right out my window I can't wait none of it's all plan B with these people nothing is working out for them (laughs) All uh, right, uh, so um we're a podcast
1: and we talk about uh moving into apartments and how hard it is and, uh, <laughs> apparently richard yeah. is the is the host of this show no. uh, i'm one of the hosts i'm richard humphrey uh joined with me uh to the left of this chat is uh that never works it never works,
2: works. It because never- it's different for different people <laughs>
1: both of you are on my left all right uh, uh, joining me in a my chemical romance t-shirt falcons is... yeah <laughs> all right uh, that's me
2: i'm yeah. uh, i'm spike kitchell and to my left on the screen i
0: assume by process no, of
1: elimination no, i was throwing is... it back to richard
2: oh damn it! Uh, is, uh, i'm richard humphrey <laughs>
1: <laughs> your host your host with the toast um, yeah,
0: and I'm just permanent guest Kyle Anderson, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, permanent guest. Uh, and uh, we're a podcast that talks about uh, movies, uh, television, any sort of media that is uh, just taking a long time to get made because it's been couldn't uh, been put in what the industry calls uh, development hell, which is just uh, layman's term for uh, really hard work to get a bad product made. In this case, um. So today we're actually talking about Battlefield Earth.
3: A
0: gentleman's too. <laughs>
1: Have a great week, everybody. Next All right. Week, what are we covering? Uh, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Battlefield Earth, uh, uh, set in the year uh, 3000, uh, about – Uh, the last remaining humans uh, in this uh, region of Earth. And then the Earth's been taken over by a group of aliens called the Cyclos, which all look like uh, John Travolta doing different sorts of faces.
3: (laughs) No,
0: okay, here's my problem. Yeah, a
2: handful of skulls under his hair.
0: Yeah, my my main problem is that the other Cyclos all look like kind of like weird cat people or something. And then John Travolta still is just John Travolta. John Travolta. Like, they're so nervous to alter that face.
1: Well, um. so before we start, like, going over everything, because there's plot and all that kind of stuff, it's not really what this podcast is about. I want to give each of you guys individually one minute to just, uh, to just give me your view on the movie. You know, like, I'm going to start you, and we're just going to just tell me, like, broad strokes, how you felt about it to because uh, I, that... I have
2: notes yeah, on Kyle. the phone I'm using
0: to do <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I kept watching this movie and about every three minutes was like, man, I miss Alien versus Predator so much. Like, There's not a movie, lot of movies
2: that are going to do that for a guy.
0: Not yeah. many movies that make you actively multiple times sigh out loud. I miss Scar. <laughs> I... <laughs> I here's here's my sorry thing with this movie is it feels like it has like two cool ideas two or three cool ideas and it takes two hours and all the bad acting in the world to get to them it is like so exceptionally badly made in a way that like. I just movies aren't this badly shot and edited and right. acted and put together anymore. Like there's just a minimum
1: level of quality that this just drops so far below. Yeah. It, it it really is just sort of like it, it is the benchmark in circles of what a bad movie looks like, you know? Yeah.
0: And, and I sort of, so I didn't want to get this movie legitimately in any way. <laughs> uh, so I got this movie from a, from a internet torrent, um, which opened, I guess there's an opening crawl. My opening crawl was in German. Um, and then my, my title screen said Battlefield Earth, like die und Kampf. And so I was worried for the first like 15 minutes of this movie if I was watching the correct film. Uh, because eventually
2: <laughs> even the dialogue itself is not matching up with what is being spoken. With anything,
0: with anything and all of the Dutch angles and all of the weird, um, which
2: Dutch angles. (laughs) There's There's no Dutch angle. If they're all Dutch angles, I I looked away for a second. Did they do sort of a cool (laughs) slanted camera look for some stuff?
1: So that was a, so Roger Christian, the director actually, it was a, every single scene is shot like that.
2: he's He's a ghost. Yeah, the, the ghost
1: uh who He's haunts a, a camera person. said uh that he wanted every scene to be at a Dutch angle because he wanted it to look like a comic book. And then I said this isn't based on a comic book. This is based off of comic books. A book it, book
2: holding his it separately. Like he he holds his comic books slanted. Yeah. And so he's like, well, that's how comic books look because I always read at a slight 45 degree angle. <laughs> you're saying you didn't like the Dutch angles.
0: Yeah. Spike watched this movie uh laying on the ground right under the TV to the left of it, so it looked yeah, normal. A, for it it him. had a very
2: West Anderson vibe, very symmetrical. <laughs> Everything was center there's, framed. There's a couple there's a shot of Fort Knox
0: that I swear to fucking god. They shot Dutch, and they were like, well,
2: let's just straighten this up in post, because there are
0: elements of that shot that are still Dutch, even though it's a dead-on shot.
2: (laughs) This movie looks like it was shot by a bunch of moms. to Take family pictures, but they want to get to the next place sooner than they want to take a good picture. Dude, it's
0: such, it's just such exceptionally bad filmmaking. There's so many weird single, like, insert shots that you could tell they had to, like, put in for the edit or something, like,
2: to cover also some just shit. like Jets don't move like that. no none of like and the jets decide what jets move like and the jets are the jets are
0: operational a thousand years later
1: yeah like (laughs) as like like, a child of someone that was in the military i could tell you uh, no those jets would not turn on (laughs) (laughs) and what is powering like fort hood is it just more missing bodies
2: (laughs) yes
0: so so guys
2: animatronic dinosaurs
0: yeah, I mean that's I so I I just sort of have these broad strokes. I'm sure I'll circle the drain more on this shit, but uh,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So Spike, how do yeah, you feel I, about I, this movie?
2: You know, I, I would I have to agree um, <laughs> on a lot of these things. Um, I I don't think it's a very good movie. Like, and I struggle saying that at all. About anything, but I don't think it. I think there's nothing that this is offering. Yeah. Um, uh, And it certainly seems that it's at the. It's really for one guy who doesn't even seem to be there. Well, that's what sort of struck me is like, this seems like this is nobody's vision. Yeah. (laughs) This is a vanity project. And this thing is like, I want to do shtick with Forrest Whitaker about rats. Forrest Whitaker. That I, is by such... the way, I dug up some positive reviews of this movie, <laughs> uh, yes. One, one compared John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker to an Abbott and Costello-type duo. They provide much-needed comic relief in an otherwise humorless <laughs> – it's rough –
1: so, um, do you guys want me to get started on like uh, how this movie, uh, just where the vanity like started in this movie? I do
2: also want to say, as part of my minute, that this is this oh, does yeah. depict the best way to find out if a person can fly, which is to take <laughs> them to a cliff and drop them, and then you kind of just see what is next that they do. Yo, also like because <laughs> then bit- when they don't fly, you 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 know for sure now so after barry pepper
1: figures out how to use a cyclos gun why does he still What's shoot it wrong?
2: I'm, i believe refer to him as his proper name johnny, oh, johnny good boy
1: tyler yeah a, a name you don't find out till 45 minutes into the movie
2: i don't think any of these right. I didn't know i'm of these sorry
0: his
1: name is johnny good boy tyler what yeah johnny johnny Goodboy good boy tyler yeah that's why my I name totally is that in the chat missed, right now baby I totally this is that.
2: why this is why you don't watch german torrents <laughs> You, you miss things
1: yeah because uh what it was really saying underneath that kyle was that this movie is fully called uh, battlefield earth the saga a saga in the year 3000
2: yeah yep. okay that's when that's this true. movie takes place
0: i know yeah. it takes place in the year 3000
2: and that humans are uh an endangered which is where the Jonas beast. brothers were they didn't mention this, <laughs> this <laughs> they didn't mention all.
0: this at all yeah. where's all the
2: water the great-great-great-granddaughter's doing fine, I guess, maybe. Doing at a, fine. At Fort Knox or something?
0: Maybe she has that tongue. Maybe she's that. <laughs> so yeah, maybe so she's so Kelly like like Preston.
2: <laughs> cuts away from that scene like it didn't want it there. <laughs> it cuts to a new scene, but it looks like it's just cutting to a reverse like the so movie it, has not it it as it happens, it
0: forces you to consider what these creatures look like fucking, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> so that was actually John Travolta's wife, uh, Kelly Preston, and was. yeah, was hey, yeah, it still hey is. guys. Um, so I want to make this movie as an excuse to CGI a big old tongue on my wife. <laughs> and um, so I was watching. Uh, I typed in uh, Battlefield Earth premiere. And I was watching red carpet God, interviews, and Google said,
2: "Do you mean <laughs> suicide help?"
1: Yeah, and uh,
2: so I <laughs> Why talked to. do a, you want these answers?
1: I, I talked to a dude named Tyler for a little bit. He really helped me there, and then he really helped me get to the answers I needed. <laughs> um, so, uh, really, I found this video from some place called like Hollywood, like some like fake Hollywood interview site, but uh, it was just different Scientologists who were at the premiere talking about the movie. <laughs> Yes. And Leah Leah Remini was just like, I don't know. I don't really like these movies like that. I like shoot 'em up movies. If it's a shoot 'em up guy movie, I'll like it. But uh, you know, maybe uh, I got a little crush on John Travolta. Maybe if easier he'll be in my TV show. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I'm realizing I've never heard her speak. Is that an impression of that woman? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, she kinda sounds she like gay, yeah, like a little uh, like a jaz- <laughs> like a little jazzy troll, you know?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah she you know, kinda she talks like great. wait. <laughs> um and then, uh, and then uh, Dharma from Dharma and Greg was there with her husband, uh, Jenna Elfman and Richard Elfman, I think their names are. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this book. And then uh, the, the interviewer goes, so does this have any link with Scientology? He's like, oh, it's a science fiction book. It has nothing to do with it, just the fact that there's science involved. <laughs> and then like
2: – Is that and, true? I know you're going to get into uh, this, but
1: uh, – No, it's 100% <laughs> <laughs> not no, <really>. it <laughs> all over it that this is this movie is uh, like dipped soaked and then rinsed all in scientology um uh whoa and I'm looking
2: into this now but you're gonna get there
1: yeah uh there was just a it, it was just a bunch of weird interviews like that and then it got to john travolta and kelly preston and kelly preston looks like she's drugged out of her mind and doesn't know she's there and they're like, "Oh, you have a cameo in this movie." She goes, "Yeah, I do, and my tongue's real big." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how I want to respond if anybody asks me, like, "Hey, did I see you in that in that thing?" It's like, "Yeah, I was. My tongue's real big." And
1: then John Travolta just goes, "Oh yeah, that's in the book too." And then it like cuts to him for a second. Like, there's no a- way it's in the book. Is that in the book? <laughs> I don't know. It's a thousand and pages. But I'm not going to read it. Real long chapter nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: I I love that so much. I actually looked up this movie just so you guys are aware. When I looked up Battlefield Earth one of the first times, um, they are still showing Battlefield Earth at every two weeks. There's a screening at the Scientology
1: uh, building that I live near in North Hollywood. <laughs> I'll say um,
2: one day it'll make its money back.
1: If the podcast dead. if this podcast gains traction we'll all go into a live app there oh god no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, so in the background of the uh of everyone like talking in the interviews well first off John travolta said that when he read this script it really felt like uh pulp fiction but in space
2: i would agree I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, confused the first time I watched it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in the
1: background was a giant inflatable version of Turl, uh, just like uh, holding like an inflatable gun, like a like it would yeah. be at like a car uh, like weekend. <laughs> sure. And then so. That is going to get us to the beginning of this story, <laughs> of how right. this movie. uh got, It's very got pulp fiction
2: esque. We started at yes. the end. I'm yes, trying so uh, hard to get to get
0: a picture of this tall inflatable turtle, battlefield earth turtle, because just at an inflatable John Travolta has to still kind of look like John
1: Travolta. It yeah, I think <laughs> you're
2: most. You're not going to know if you're looking at him or the inflatable.
1: So, uh, Battlefield Earth, the book, was published in 1982, and uh, as soon as it was published, L. Ron Hubbard wanted to make it into a movie. Like he was like, "Yeah, this is the one. This is the, like this is the best thing I've ever written." Uh, think of Doom. L. Ron, think
2: Hubbard of- uh, L. Ron
1: Hubbard being Elron Hubbard, the the crazy man who started Scientology. Uh- <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So other people also probably helped start Scientology. We don't
2: know that it's called Scientology. Scientology. For re like it's for called, sure, it's called
1: science fictionology. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pulp fiction in space.
1: Yeah, and then uh, in uh, in like '83, he told a reporter, "He's like, I've written like three screenplays, and uh, all the interest is really around uh, Battlefield Earth. And I think uh, once Hollywood gets around to it, uh, we'll probably be shooting on location in the Denver area, and uh, we'll be getting there, <laughs> and we'll be getting down to it, and." Uh, <laughs> Uh, so all of that suggested that he was going to like have a hand in like production and stuff. And uh, it looks like um, uh, he was going to direct it and he was practicing directing it by doing the Scientology training films. Huh. <laughs> like uh, a lot of those were like his like workup to try to do it. And then in uh, October of 83, the uh, film rights were sold by the church of Silent- uh, Scientology and uh, Two Salem productions of Los Angeles, and uh, they envisioned, you know, two films, uh, each covering one half of the book, and the movies gonna cost fifteen million each. Uh, like back in eighty three, that's a decent amount. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was looks like uh, the screenwriter, like Abraham Polanski, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a British director. Uh, Polanski named, like, alert. Ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- these two like were hired to do it, and they actually uh, they had set up like a bunch of like uh, a nationwide contest to promote the film, where it was like uh. And uh, you'd win an all-expenses-paid trip to like the film's like location, and a walk-on and a paid walk-on role, and like a bunch of just like Hollywood announcements for like everything. Basically, your own three-picture deal. And then they uh, they also put a thirty-foot high inflatable uh, figure of Turl. This is pre uh, uh, like uh, John Travolta, so it's uh, it's really like Elron um, Hubbard's envisionment of Turl. <laughs> Uh, so,
0: yeah so the the true, Terrell, true And it was erected, true was erected
1: form uh at the uh, at the Scientology like office on Hollywood Boulevard to promote the film and then auditions were held in like Denver and then like 4 months later to Herbert promote
0: v- a film they haven't auditioned yet yeah yeah and <laughs> With then <a>
2: statue <laughs> which is now it's i we i mean it sounds that's kind of standard procedure at this point no. yeah right i mean yeah, yeah it really does they make you love the thing before it's a thing mm-hmm. that's how movies happen now
1: yeah like Elron yeah. hubbard was ahead of his time because he was telling He's you the a game changer yeah um uh he died in like 86 and uh that's sort of when everything sort of like started falling apart for it um but during that time yeah, uh, i have to
2: imagine he was its biggest cheerleader
1: Uh, so like Travolta had like sort of converted to Scientology (laughs) in like 75, uh, and had become like one of its biggest outspoken dudes. And in 82, he gave a signed copy to Travolta and saying like, I hope one day you'll make this and it will be in the vein of star Wars and encounter and close encounters. And, uh, he always kept it with him, but it was just like, you know, that was that time when John
2: Travolta
1: Travolta would make like, I feel like that's your hope
2: yeah that's like <laughs> every white sci-fi and you go i hope this is like star wars because <laughs> it is the benchmark but... should, i feel like actors know to get that pitch and go all right you fucking idiot just like <laughs> yeah you but know, if you're my he... assistant or something but if he runs your church right this is the difference this is where yeah he can, it's he can yeah. sneak it, the dumbness in there yeah, He's it's like just, I already have you here, so I can probably get you to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, so
1: uh, you boy, I already control. Um, so yeah. uh, get this movie made for me. But it's during that time where Travolta's like, make making it
2: like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, make <laughs> it like Star
1: Wars. Make it like badass, bro. And uh, but Travolta keeps making two good movies and then two shitty movies. You know, and uh, that that like seems to be like his trajectory for a while, and then he Travolta wins the quartet. Yeah, yeah the uh, the the perfect the perfect way to ever have a career, and uh, then Travolta gets that Academy Award nomination for Pulp Fiction, and uh, that's when he really starts to like push it, and that's when in interviews he starts calling the script Pulp Fiction for the year three thousand, but he's saying that for a script that hasn't really been written,
2: <laughs> right? But he's got a four thousand page book to go off of,
1: and he's like, um, it's like Star Wars only better, is what he is like on the record saying.
2: So that's how he sort of yes and did Elrond's pitch was make it like Star Wars. And Travolta said, Look, I've been in this business long enough. You got to make it like Star Wars, but, but better. better, baby. <laughs> that's how you get the asses in the seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so- what's it
0: about? A mutiny at a corporation. <laughs> Mining, <My> so- <laughs> but not even that. Mining. <laughs> Um, he is this actually is this, this
2: is the same plot as uh, the Dane cook movie employee of the month where I'm do anything <laughs> to get a gold star at work. <laughs> yeah. Basically this is basically uh,
0: employee of the month.
2: Right. Cause you know, like Dax Shepard is sort of, he's taught how to talk like Dane cook and mine, but he finds a prison next to the grocery store. <laughs> we should do that next week. So in, um, In
1: 95 uh, is when Travolta really publicly starts talking about like uh, Battlefield Earth being something big to do, which is way before the movie comes out, obviously. And he says, uh, he tells the New York Daily News, Battlefield Earth is the pinnacle of using my power for something. I told my manager, if we can't do the things now that we want to do, what good is the power? Let's test it and try to get the things done that we believe in.
2: All right. Oh, boy.
0: Calling it the power is definitely like the worst thing you could do,
1: and so um... No, and
2: especially since Pulp Fiction sort of raised him from the dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's like no, you just got back. You you don't get to. Oh, we're like, oh, look who's talking too. too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. yeah. You, you're mostly still the baby.
1: Um. So MGM has the rights at the time, which obviously is not the studio that releases it. Um, but MGM has the rights and they hire J.D. Shapiro to write the screenplay and he's fresh off Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, All right. And um, so J.D. Shapiro, he writes like a good sizable amount of the script, writes like he takes the book and he like says, all right, so here's the stuff that doesn't work. Here's how you change the tone. This is how you do it, right? Make it like a good sizable like sci-fi movie. And the studio goes, all right, cool, but you have to add all of this stuff in. These are personal notes from L. Ron Hubbard. Mm. <laughs> and this dude, and he's like, I- I'm not going to do it. He's like, you're going to take out key scenes. You're going to remove like five other characters. I'm not going to do this by, and he leaves. And then the studio hires a couple of people just from inside Scientology to write, to do a couple passes at it. And those don't work. And uh, then the rights fall through, and they go to uh, 20th Century Fox, which is like Fox 2000 at the time, I believe. And um, when they're there, uh, they hire this guy Corey Mandel, who is actually like the official screenwriter on it now. Uh-huh. And they he's tell- the
2: credited writer on yeah. the. He and J.D. Shapiro share screen screenwriting credit.
1: Yeah, because they're the main two. Because you're not just because those two from the yeah. Scientology weren't. Part of the WGA, uh, but so Corey Mandel takes uh, the script after the studio goes, "Hey, we hired some Scientology people. It's not really working. This movie is going to be the next big thing. Uh, we're uh, we're really looking for someone good to direct it, but we really want you to just like punch it up, make it good. You've been doing good work." And they like gave him the studio promise, you know, that you like hear people get all the time of like you are going to get everything if you just write this fucking thing. And so he like writes it and. Um, then, Fox sells the rights three days after he turns the script in, and the, they sell the rights to this uh, this company called Franchise Films, who is uh the who is at the top of the key of this movie. And Franchise Films, uh, everyone is on record of saying it is not a film studio.
2: <laughs> they, no, looking into it, it's like it's a company that bought It's basically a turnaround company. That it, makes passion projects happen. It's kind of, we might end up dipping into this thing every once in a while. They are, um uh, well, uh, no,
1: they they tanked. They had a, 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 a it's a crazy story. Uh, because so, of
2: this, right? Because, because, yeah, because, because of, of this, uh, committing fraud with the reported budget of this
1: movie. Because uh, the budget when it was at MGM was $200 million, right? With the steep. J.D. Shapiro. Yeah, steep budget for sure. And then it Lots got of millions. And then it got brought down to a hundred million when it went to Fox. Less. And then it got brought down to seventy five when it went to franchise films. Dang, man! And, still more than Deadpool. Uh, still more than Deadpool for sure. You know. you know. more than Deadpool, dog. Travolta's you know. quote at the time was twenty million. Like you had to pay him twenty
0: million. <laughs> I think. I think one of the problems is that Turl didn't know he was in a movie.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, if Turtle knew he was in a movie, cool. it would have been way better. Good take. But honestly, yeah. like uh this movie's better than Deadpool.
2: Nope. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's better, it's a better homage to Pulp Fiction than Deadpool. That's true, yeah. Uh, but that's about as far as it goes. So but nah. the thing about that the thing about that 75 million
1: is that it was really 44 million and franchise films told the investors that it was 75 million to launder extra money out.
2: And the producers they... did. Yes. This movie is is springtime for Hitler. Yeah, springtime <laughs> for Space. Right? Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> space time for Hitler.
2: This is what those two knuckleheads had planned.
1: Yeah, and uh they get sued by the parent investors of the company Entertainment with an I and it was because they had a slate of five movies and only two of them were successful, and uh, one of the two was The Whole Nine Yards. Yeah. The uh, Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis
2: classic. Yeah, yeah. A solid, um, yeah. (laughs) All right. uh... (laughs) Did they not even make The Whole Ten Yards? No. No. Yeah, they did. Don't lie to me about the whole 10 yards. They made the whole 10 yards. Came out in 2004. Rotten Tomatoes score of 4%. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this says they went bankrupt
1: before that movie came out.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sure they were. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of you get a $2 per diem, and that's yeah. the salary.
1: But there was also during this whole time, everyone talking to Travolta, it was like, hey, man, don't do this movie. And
2: uh right because he's just he's now back like he's the whole thing of pulp fiction was we've reclaimed him. He actually has now some more his machismo isn't ironic anymore where anytime he was sort of a badass pre-pulp fiction it it was like um it was it was just kind of an unexpected thing but now it's like, okay, you can now be you can ride a Liam Neeson like train here yeah, <laughs> where you can be back and you can be an action star or a crime guy. You can make face off for ten years, but he, he it needs to be this for him. <laughs> when
1: you lean into being a weirdo, we like you. You know, it's sure, a- it's
2: the Tom Cruise method of like, I'll just, I'll just admit I'm crazy, and I'll just do my thing, and you'll show up because it's me. But Travolta is projecting a lot more onto himself than he needs to.
1: But originally, when this movie first started in production, Travolta was uh, going to play Johnny Goodboy Tyler. Barry yeah, Pepper's role. Yeah, Barry Pepper's role, the main character. And this character. is a role
2: that Barry Pepper was born to turn down. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the was premiere interview. his agent over. You, it, know, you
0: know who I feel the worst for any actor in the whole movie? That girl? No, Chris Cotan. Because Chris I feel... Movie? He's the bartender. I'm pretty sure, or it's a guy who looks just like Chris Kattan.
2: No, it is an actor named Earl Pastco. Really? Yeah, yeah. A dude, who's oh probably a Scientologist.
0: I thought it was Chris Kattan So hard. A
2: guy who seems to have a four decade career as a guest star of on shows like this. Just this guy just works.
0: He, I feel bad for him because I feel like he was there. He was just there long enough on really high production value days to be like, hey, maybe this is gonna
2: be pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Where like
0: the girl the girl was in enough seed, she knew that was bad.
2: Everybody day players thought they were in fucking Terminator 2. Like they thought they were in a game changing event. 100 percent
1: Well, and then (laughs) it helped that
2: John Travolta
1: was telling them that the whole time.
2: Yeah, you can imagine him sort of shouting like encouragement at the beginning of every day. It reminds
0: me of those shows in the mid 90s, like uh, the Hercules TV show and like Xena. Like the first like whole bit, it's like shot like one of those TV shows.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it sort of is just like the only image you have of like post apocalyptic for a while because it ruins the genre until Mad Max like carries it out (laughs) uh, again. Right. Because
2: it's sort of from its first shot it's I don't know if I texted you guys this or not but it's so it, it's so difficult to take such a gorgeous landscape and film it so horribly that they do in the beginning of this movie where like it's these like helicopter shots over snowy mountains and they're like let's put an iPhoto filter over this <laughs> like a step, you know to sell the and but then desaturated becomes post-apocalyptic dystopian sci-fi.
0: Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. They have so many bad like uh like they'll just be shots of like, oh, here's a master shot of the whole city, and it's such a matte painting. Like it when- so doesn't look good, and then it'll just cut to like footage of them that's such a different level of crispness. Yeah,
2: when, uh Johnny Goodboy Tyler, as played by Barry <laughs> Pepper, is in the Simulator, (coughs) Pepper Boy Boy Tyler, Johnny (laughs) Pepper Boy Tyler. (laughs) And he is in the flight simulator. The graphics on the screen are equal to the movie, so I wasn't positive it was a simulator. No, not at all. (laughs) And then when they crashed, but they were okay, I was like, now I know. God, I I love the idea that,
1: like, if we uh, if we play this VR game or I'll kill your girlfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the whole thing where oh, no they, more
2: rats for you, <laughs>
1: like them, uh, them tying Johnny Goodboy Tyler to that chair and then lasering all the info of the world into him was basically that how was I, I also was just like if I saw the movie like that where I didn't have to actually watch it and you just <laughs> beamed it in me for a
2: second, I would have been OK. That's how I felt watching it for this show. Like, I have yeah. to not look away. Yeah. I have to. I have, I'm expected to talk about this. This is a movie that I don't think anyone has ever not looked away from it. The, um, the it info. It does not demand your. I mean, I'm sitting there really excited for the next center wipe of a transition.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, those were the best. That's the only thing
2: keeping me on my toes. Is this movie clearly think that's its. Star Wars, but better. You know what they never did? A wipe from the middle.
1: (laughs) The, um... So, the, when that fish person starts talking to uh, to him, like, in the laser beam thing, hologram, the best graphics in the whole... Oh, uh, the
2: saddest hologram. Why? Well, I was just... I'm, I'm here. They probably killed me, so I'm going to teach you something. <laughs> He's, like, the saddest <laughs> character in movie history.
1: <laughs> that is the same, like, basically the same stories you kind of hear when you reach, like, OT3, they call it, when you reach the level Okay, this uh, is uh, my dumb collagen. question,
2: that... Maybe, Richard, in your research for this, you can answer. Is this what they think? Uh, you know that episode of, like... <laughs> is this what they think it is?
0: Is this more Passion of the Christ and less Star Wars? Really? I
2: asked John Travolta what happens year 3000, he goes, I've already told you.
0: Bro, have you That's not seen the mini golf course
2: scene? <laughs> Well, <laughs> this next screening at the Scientology Center, and I'll tell you what happens. Do <laughs> no,
0: know exactly? Is this, yeah,
2: is this future historical fiction?
1: Basically, uh, from what right. I can gather, like they try to kind of deny it because the movie was bad. But if it was good, they would have hailed it as like Passion of the Christ. Sure, you know, I think that that was the litmus test to like honestly see because. Uh, if you hear like paul haggis talk about why he left it's because he got to the level where you go to the room and you open the suitcase and you read the the story about aliens that uh mm-hmm. that that is like handwritten by l ron hubbard and it's basically battlefield earth <laughs> and that's when he was oh, like damn. nah i'm good yeah i have
2: to imagine that's the, that really separates the men from the boys
0: yeah when leah remney walks into the room and she pops open the briefcase she's like yeah, i've fucking, fucking see this fucking movie
2: I gotta no. check out her work.
3: I hey, like don't no
2: <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm trying to podcast over here. <laughs> Alright, I'm in.
1: Yeah, like, Leah Remini talks like she's gonna judge me for whatever drink I order at the bar.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I gotta check out second act.
0: King of queens, baby.
1: She's someone... <laughs> who like if she is not in the public eye could very well just be murdered by Scientology though for, yeah. <laughs> for everything she's done.
2: I have to keep talking. I didn't about know her. she was in the public eye. That's great. That that's the baseline now. <laughs> she count as in the public eye. Well, like she had
1: she had that show about all the secrets of Scientology that like my mom watched every episode of on like A and E or something. And then was HBO
0: going going clear or was that not hers? No, going it's clear was the documentary.
2: Surviving Hollywood and Scientology.
1: And then she put out a missing persons report on
2: the leader's wife. Ooh. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't want to touch those. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't touch that police report with a 10-foot pole. But apparently, uh,
1: like, Tom Cruise had kind of warned Warner Brothers, too, that he thought the movie might be a bad idea. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but it just sounds like everyone's warning how, is that, not to make this how does
0: that phone call go? He's he's the least Like Subtle person in history How does he
1: beat around the bush?
3: <laughs> he's like
1: Hey man Hey man I think you're really beautiful Your eyes shine It looks like you brush your teeth today It smells good I don't think you should make Battlefield Earth Also those shoes are nice Want to get a cake? <laughs>
2: that's he did to get, get yeah. a cake. <laughs> it's, it's just this is such a weird thing of like this. It's amazing this is in the list of these development hell movies that got made because it seems like no one wanted to do this except for an actor that we were all okay with not having around. Yeah, <laughs> like but we he- had we had already grieved his superstardom, and when he comes back, that's somehow enough for him to be the only one rolling this ball up the hill.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, he's buddies with Forrest Whitaker now because of, uh, what, uh, Phenomenon or whatever? Uh, Phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, because they're in Phenomenon together, so he gets him in on on it, uh, promising him, like... uh, Who, I would
0: argue, is kind of doing a decent job
1: in this role. Well, like, with the the script. script. Forrest Whitaker commits to everything he does.
0: Yeah, Forrest Whitaker is kind of like trying his best in this movie.
3: What (laughs) (laughs) he's trying his best. He is not great.
2: Absolutely not.
3: (laughs) The whole movie is is bad.
2: And asking, where can I sit? I notice my character is walking, but bring me the chair and a milkshake to stir. Because that is my blocking, Mr. Roger Christian. What so, are you talking about?
0: But that's all the aliens blocking. They're all in these weird high heel boots. They can't oh, walk around.
1: So do
2: you guys Never want to talk where about where
0: they're walking? Looks like they're stepping through like <laughs> you know, ankle high water. Very if you guys want to talk <laughs> so
1: about the uh, the stilts and stuff and the design of the uh, aliens, one a lot of it is based <laughs> off of El- uh, the Cyclos, are based off of Elron Hubbard's like designs, <laughs> but it's also just honestly all based off John Travolta reeling liking Predator.
2: God, and well, I mean again.
1: He, uh, he he was so obsessed with Predator that delivery of his lines uh, during filming all had like a Predator growl, and that he yeah. insisted on talking like that. That they had to like in ADR be like, "No, you can't do that," and so most of his lines are ADR. Oh my god! Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it reads that way. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, it seems to be, it's the next step of making it a completely detached performance. And even his voice is detached from him.
1: So like that explains the filth. That's one of those
2: ADRs where they bring you in to just fix what you did. Like, now we heard you clear. You just got to do it better. Yeah, it was was a bad choice. Everyone was afraid to tell you no, but I'm telling you no, because we got to put out this thing that costs $70 million, winky. (laughs) 70 million, <laughs> winky, winky. so say it like a normal guy <laughs> and uh you just so- be like wet brain <laughs> and you're like no stop doing okay. that i want to pull up this other quote that i cannot figure i can't find the original thing it is a quote from the wikipedia page so take this with a grain of salt but this is another positive review for the movie battlefield earth uh, the saga of the year 3000 or whatever. Um, and it's t- to speak to rat brain. Um, hold on. All right. Luke Thompson of New York, of New Times LA wrote about this movie. <laughs> Think Independence Day without the ponderous buildup or self-importance. First off. Wait, first off. If, if a movie no. Has ever had self-importance. <laughs> Or a ponderance buildup. Come okay, on, hold on, hold on for this. Imagine how much more enjoyable the other blockbuster of the moment, Gladiator, might have been if Joaquin Phoenix had addressed every one of his rivals as rat brain. Oh my so my man Luke Thompson is watching Gladiator and going like, "Ah, oh, why is he calling him a a peasant? He should call him rat brain. I bet his favorite food's rat." Put
0: him even, on the mountain. Even, even worse, even worse is this dude watched this movie, and when fucking rat brain was said, he was like, ah, "Burn, get him, get him, Daryl, get him, Daryl." <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> when this movie, yo, this out, motherfucker cold. <laughs> oh, he hit him
2: with it. he, he Hit, hit him with a rat brain. <laughs> He knows it's his favorite food.
1: That'll Damn! always that'll always remind me of when I was watching uh Step Brothers uh, in like a uh, in a theater that was in a ghetto side of town, and,
3: uh, <laughs>
1: and, and when Richard Jenkins calls both of them a goon, the whole crowd was like, "Who's so a goon?" And this dude in front of me threw popcorn in the air.
0: <laughs> Have I ever told you guys about the most buck wild? movie viewing experience i've ever had
1: is it at the theater we saw pacific Rim 2 at
0: no <laughs> Wait, what, ha- what happened there i don't even
1: remember that no, that's the theater that near that barnes and noble that had the swastika on it for too long
0: oh yeah no that <laughs> one did i think spike may have worked at that barnes and noble i can't remember i did it was, yeah that <laughs> was some barnes and noble with the swastika on it for too long uh just on the side of the building the barnes and noble didn't condone what
2: what had happened is this on the front side it was on the side like the the left side the I freeway facing on the... side oh that all right yeah yeah i remember that <laughs> no no my
0: my craziest
2: i remember experience. painting right? um yeah i remember being blown when they finally took that down
0: was I believe it was meet the Fockers. It was something yeah, in that's the, the one where they meet the Fockers, right? It was something in the Focker verse for sure. Okay.
1: Oh, or little
2: Fockers.
0: <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's or Christmas with, the Fockers. with yeah. the Fockers. It was yeah, definitely
2: Christmas. Yeah. It was
0: with under the, the, the this is the fucking FCU. Um, but <laughs> when we, we were, we we're watching it, I was with some friends the theater is not, you know, particularly sold out or anything. This guy comes in, sits right in the front row, takes off his jacket. He has on a cowboy hat and a jacket. Uh, and he takes off his jacket uh, and he sets it down. And he has had like under his jacket along his arms. He, he had a snake that he, I guess, got into the theater
3: with oh, his jacket. <laughs>
0: And he takes off the snake, and he sets the snake down on the seat next to him, and the snake's just chilling. And and, to- and we're all losing yeah. it. Like, we're all like, what is happening? And then the whole boy pulls out, like, a like a Sherlock Holmes pipe and yes. starts smoking a, like, tobacco pipe. And then the ushers come in, and they're like, hey, you can't smoke and have a snake in here.
1: He was like four minutes away from getting beat up by Tom Cruise. Dude, I, I do not. That is the craziest experience I ever had watching a film. I do remember once at that same, uh, at that, at that Pacific room theater across from the, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, concentration camp. There was
2: <laughs> we liberated when the time was right. <laughs> I met Mike Tyson there. Uh, no, you didn't. You met a version of him that had been presented like I I heard of and, this. Hey, Dad, uh, I just
0: of- got done spray-painting this obstacle to on this building. <laughs> got away. What's up, Richard?
2: <laughs> Make sure that stays up really long time. Make it's sure gonna, gonna be, be there away. for a
0: while. Hey, you go on go watch Pacific Rim 2? It's playing right over there.
2: It's <laughs> a Whitney, motherfucker with a snake over there, too. Is a, oh, sit, is, is that a pipe? Oh, no, is that a pipe? I thought they are... had the pipe. Oh, <laughs> sit, is that a snake? excuse me Usher, could you do something about this man? I'm trying to watch the fuckers I'm trying to
1: watch. This fuckers. is the
0: I'm one real. where they meet them. They're trying to meet the fuckers
2: They haven't met the fuckers yet. And Barbara Streisand is playing like a kooky old lady. Could you get the man away from me? <laughs> oh my god i saw uh, i saw this is the
1: end at that theater and uh during the previews they showed one for uh, a trailer for kick-ass 2 and this Uh, couple just starts laughing really loud and going jim carrey's in that movie and then they leave (laughs) (laughs) They never came
0: back (laughs) They are such big Jim Carrey fans. Just seeing him on
2: screen was enough. I don't even want to see the movie. I just hear the, the Quick Ass 2 trailer right before it, and then I gotta bounce out of here for a bit. I gotta go meet Mitch Humphreys. I, I, want... I got a big afternoon. I got a lot of plans. And I got to hustle through. No hustle, no game. No pay, no game. That's why I'm the champ. Yo, that Jim Carrey. At the
3: mayor. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh
0: top-level Scientology. It's not the briefcase. It's just Mike Tyson in the room. He's like,
3: all right, so there's a coup,
0: right? The corporation and he's going to have to stay there for 50 more cycles.
2: It's like a big brother type thing. Well, we don't really talk about the specifics and that makes it more intimidating.
0: So his name is Greener, right? (laughs) And these guys... The guys in the cage want to eat the guacamole, but these guys are like, we eat the guacamole first.
1: <laughs> so, Barry Pepper was, uh, was like, on set, was like, uh, I think it doesn't make sense if like I just feed it to the guy I just beat up. How about if I feed it to everybody? He's like, because that's better. And I was like, I not enough food to do that for that man. <laughs>
2: Barry Pepper with the ideas. <laughs> Barry Pepper, Barry Pepper in <laughs> interview, the interview, team saving audibles <laughs> in the uh, uh, during that like, what red carpet thing. If I gave thing? the food to the people
1: <laughs> and the red carpet thing, they were like, "Hey, Barry, you do a lot of like, action in this movie. Was it hard?" He's like, "I mean, like, I got the easiest job in the world, so it wasn't like
2: hard." Uh, <laughs> well, no, no action is on camera it's always right off camera yeah it's like hobs and like chop you see someone yeah. jump out of a frame to punch somebody and then the next shot is them on the ground yeah like hobs they, uh, like there's TV also version.
0: there's also no blood
2: yeah right well that's sort of the pg13 where you kind of have to you can't really show that well,
1: and their guns what shoot tornadoes
2: Hand removing tornadoes.
1: Yeah.
0: Dude, the hand? When the okay. hand when wait, wait, the hand gets okay.
2: the float off. That, you want to tell me that Forrest Whitaker is doing his best he can do in this <laughs> I, movie? I didn't yeah. see. I didn't see this. I says, said, rewind the tape. You said <laughs> Forest Whitaker's doing his, the best he can possibly do with this. No, he's not. I don't, I don't all heartedly disagree with that sentiment. Well,
1: remember when,
2: <laughs> when a, Rema- one of us is wrong on the record.
1: Remember when he like <laughs> thought he had leverage because he just learned what it was? And he's there, <laughs>
2: leverage a lot in this movie,
1: dude. Dude, Joshua, this character loves
0: leverage more than my dad loves that show, leverage. Saga
2: <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> They say it more in this than they do in Leverage. <laughs> they say it a lot in Leverage, though, also. <laughs> and they, tell, they say uh, Cyclo more in Leverage than in this. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is weird. <laughs> so I think that's weird. That's why it didn't really work out. So, like, he's
1: so, sitting there. He's like, oh, yeah, you think you got me? I got this real here. And he's like, oh, did you give it to the bartender? And he pulls that head out. <laughs> Who I thought was Chris Kattan. <laughs> yes. And then... The Great instant turn of uh, of force orders. I made a mistake,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that actually is fo- that's behind the scenes footage. <laughs> yeah, that's him, him real life. Him watching dailies. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's from the HBO uh, Inside Access someone asked him to describe the tone of the movie and he simply said I- i've made a mistake
0: <laughs> and his off. when his hand goes off i was like i literally i was watching the movie like this with like
2: my head on my on my hand and i
0: just went okay
1: <laughs> we
2: were doing that just to balance out the the shots yeah 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 Yeah, i watched it on my phone and
1: just turned my phone slightly
2: in the movie (laughs) on the phone and just constantly zoomed in to reframe everything (laughs) (laughs) most of these shots are empty it's this sort of weird like paul greengrass mr robot thing of like negative space but it mostly seems like the the operators weren't looking in the in the camera (sighs) the cinematographer okay, they were like i think i'm pointing this whole thing at john so i think he's i think he's in the shot the
1: the cinematographer said somewhere in something i read that it was upwards of like it was just like 4 million he had in total for a lighting budget all right it is like he I was like I,
2: I don't know i don't know enough to know i don't know how much but problem. he was
1: like that's not a lot because apparently like uh while it was 44 million that's like the real budget was uh, mm-hmm. The director, like Roger Christian, said, "I only got twenty one million of that to actually use for the movie. To like right, divvy up for everything else, to, um, Travolta's to paycheck, yeah. And
2: um, then there was another twenty was million that went
1: into marketing.
2: Travolta wears those weird hand gloves like he has just been fitted with them. So, so the thing about like the hand gloves, still... guys." Oh, there's something with the hand gloves. Yes, it's a lot of Kyle's doing sort of octopus hand pinching.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like um the Grinch, like Jim Carrey's the Grinch,
2: just like, oh. yes. yeah. But but Jim Carrey seems like he wore those hands for a while to figure out how to wear them. Yeah, so, I mean Spike,
0: as- you really you really nailed it. It's like if you've put on a, a funny like glove for like a Halloween outfit, and immediately
2: you're like, oh, I'm spooky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's acting. They well, it's the kind of thing where he put the gloves on and he was like, alright, I think I know how I'm gonna laugh. Like, I think I have a laugh that matches these gloves, which is... Yeah, like, it's the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Predator. Um, yeah, which is, yeah so... it's a pitched up Predator. Predator's the... Ha, 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 ha.
3: Yeah.
0: I love when Predator laughs at, like... I love when, when Predator's watching uh, that Kevin Hart special and he's just <laughs> dying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What? Just <laughs> your predator, just being like he said he ain't got no nipples. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. That's how he said it. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> um. So the the people making the costumes couldn't decide if the if the cyclo should have four fingers or five fingers. So in some this isn't in have, the book.
2: I feel like that's a design. That has to have come up by then. Was there no (laughs) artwork of Cyclos? Or no. S- yes. Well, I mean,
0: I mean, I feel like you have to go with the statue that you built to promote the movie.
2: Right. What was the hand decision with the statue? That was he just um, has mittens on or something. Yeah, like they're like, in well, his we'll solve that later. We'll, we'll get to that. We haven't. He's decided. got him in his hoodie pockets in the statue.
0: <laughs> He's in a hoodie.
2: I watched. <laughs> a cigarette. I
1: watched this uh, interview with Cory Mandel, like the other writer on this. And he had some uh, shit to say. Uh, the yeah, you don't like
2: this movie.
1: Uh, the main quote I got from it, he says, uh, if you have no integrity, you make you end up making Battlefield Earth. And uh, I ended up making Battlefield Earth because I made reactive choices instead of the right choices in my life. And while I am fortunate that I have it now, that, that I've done it now because it is a benchmark, it was a bad movie. <laughs>
2: That's yep. so weird. Because, okay, so there's a quote from J.D. Shapiro, the other writer who said that it bore little resemblance to his script and that it was embarrassing and that he he said, quote, the only time I saw the movie was at the premiere, which was one too many times. So if neither writer likes it, what happened?
1: What happened was when it went to franchise films and uh, Corey Mandel went in to talk to the uh, the studio heads, there was nobody there. It was like, <laughs> no. It this was is a barn, and yeah, there's just was, a horse. It's, it's like neighing. Like they turn
2: around, and someone's gonna no, shoot him.
1: It was John Travolta <laughs> and his manager, and he was telling them how they need to remake this movie,
2: like how to restructure it, how to yes,
1: everything. Like because uh, franchise films, not being an actual studio and just being an investment, had had
2: nothing. Yeah. So there was no one steering the boat. So basically, once they get a sort of green light, there's no one to even bring the writers in. No, yeah, like there's no on their own. On a, the last pass was done by time, <laughs> just time and, and misinterpretation.
1: Well, and then um, towards the release of this movie, uh, somebody actually stole the script from the production house and then released it in a bunch of circles under a different name called Dark Forces. And it was one of the worst reviewed things of all time. And it was dunked on so hard. Um, here, let me. Uh, uh, yeah, That's they
2: uh, are. How often are you going to hear about a, a character named Turl who is a cyclo? Like was, the <clears throat> title change is not going to mask. Yeah, the they, they changed the all.
1: script's title to Dark Forces and reattributed the author's name to Desmond Finch and circulated to
2: major Hollywood
1: film production companies. Great fake name. And then uh the comments that...
2: finch sounds like a bad Whoever Artem, I don't know who Artemis Fowl's nemesis is, but I'm guessing
1: <laughs> Artemis Fowl's Nemesis is fat. Esmond I Finch, haven't... you can't do otherwise. Um so uh the comments back were uh it's a thoroughly silly plot line. Uh it's made all the more ludicrous by its ham fisted dialogue and ludicrously shallow characterizations. Uh, It's also been called a completely predictable story that just isn't written well enough to make up for its lack of originality. Uh, And uh, one reviewer labeled the screenplay as entertaining as watching a fly breathe.
0: Well, I was uh, I like to sometimes try to look up uh, how much movie props are going for while I'm watching something like props from that property. Uh, This movie, its props still go for uh, surprisingly a lot of money. Uh, I was able to find a slave costume for less than $100. Um, and the owner of that slave costume said, I do not like this movie. I view it as a cross between Star Wars and dog poop. <laughs> and I like that they're like,
2: <laughs> you're as part of the sales pitch for why you should buy this But thing. L. Ron Hubbard in his grave is like, so Star Wars. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, Johnny got it across the finish line, That's what you're saying.
1: Johnny delivers. If there's nothing, Johnny delivers. But also, so to go back to more allusions to Scientology, also the way that uh, um, Turle is captured at the end of the movie is very similar to the way Xenu is captured in like the Diagnetic stories. Like
2: That's the same sort of imprisonment. Okay, so that's a a much more literal...
1: Wait, in Fort Knox? Like, they just trap him in a cage in Fort Knox? Not Fort Knox, but he's trapped around, like, the gold resource or something like that, and, like, traps... He's in...
2: No, that's... Looking at... Because I had to watch this, and then every couple of sequences, I would have to um, go to Wikipedia and, like, look up the plot to make sure I got what just happened. And he is in... Fort Knox in a makeshift cell of gold bars in Fort Knox, which is, I mean, is I mean at, at the, the end of at the end of this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that, but that's not what happened to Xenu. No, no, Xenu was just captured in a very oh, right, right. Part. Okay, yeah. I thought you okay. So Xenu not in Fort Knox, but in a gold prison. Yeah, yeah. and Xenu's like the the man the man upstairs for for these folks. Well, uh, because well, he was,
1: he's their Satan, right? Xenu was. Uh, abandoned uh as a pariah on a prison planet
2: such a badass you can kind of get how you'd be into this until it starts costing money right like that's yeah cool
1: well the thing that's is
2: pretty like, cool it's a, it's a real
0: reader over a pulse of the story
2: l ron hubbard is actually
1: kind of like a good sci-fi writer at the core of it and if you mm. like sci-fi that's cool but like the way they wrote sci-fi back then is the way it was cool, you know? Like, it's where it's, you yeah, had to publish true, it in sure, magazines right. to make money. It was Pulp Fiction. It was, like, what comic books were,
2: you know? Which was which were his... That was his bread and butter before this. Because this is his sort of rare epic. And a lot of his other novels were, were Pulp Fiction, were little... That's why it's like, if you want to make Pulp Fiction meet Star Wars, make one of his little nothing books. Don't make the most... Like, the thing you have to make Star Wars meets something else. Like, that's so massive. There's no way this lands. Because 2000 was also this weird point where you kind of had to use CGI because it technically worked. It was one um, year after The
1: Matrix. Like, you uh, you were trying to be but The Matrix. The
2: Matrix was using... Thi- wasn't Matrix basically using proprietary stuff to speak like... what not that kind of like... It's not like everybody figured that out. It was just this crew that made The Matrix figured it out.
1: Well, it was just... A, you can tell that part of that movie was made and they go, we got to kind of make it look like The Matrix. And they did it with the shittiest filters possible, you know?
2: Ooh, it's not... It's I, We keep coming back to this. It's a very bad-looking movie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very bad. Uh, another- bad costumes,
0: bad sets. I keep wondering... I keep being like, okay, are they keeping these humans in cages that humans built at some time like yes is it's a like human an abandoned jail? prison
1: is what it looks or like
0: or are they like but it, so it's a, okay and then there were other things i keep being like so this was a thousand years ago but there's still like a christmas tree in the old mall like
1: it this movie just can't decide on anything i feel like it honestly though because the most interesting sci-fi story L. Ron Hubbard ever wrote was Dianetics, and he forced us to make it a Bible instead of actually just making a cool story, you know?
2: Well, because like if he, had... he was like tired of making novel money.
1: Yeah. He was and he wanted to make priest money. That's good. Sorry. Money. I just started I'm now I'm on Zenu's Wikipedia page and I'm just like reading. <laughs>
2: This is how <laughs> we make like for an enticing show. That's a that is
1: a different show, baby. Um, but so the reason I knew this like movie even existed when I was younger was not because it was like a good movie that was released because I knew it made like what like twenty million like overall altogether. So in its opening weekend, probably made like three. God. Um. Oof. Oh, opening weekend it made eleven million uh wow
2: not i mean yeah and I can't, so can't
1: really turn that can you uh and so i heard it was just this huge bomb and i had just heard it was a bomb and then i saw these posters at blockbuster and then like i was watching like entertainment tonight or something and they said it had like gotten the record for the most home video like sales of all time like at, at that moment oh. it was like the biggest like sale of that, and that's when my mom's like, "It's probably just a Scientologist all having to buy it on purpose, you know." And and it's pro- which is probably true, which is like you were probably
2: required to buy it, like on VHS back right. Then. Which yeah, that sort of become any sort of offshoot piece of media becomes required reading.
1: There's actually an action figure you can buy that has John Travolta's voice. Finally. Right, like well, like they really thought this was going to be a big thing, and the Seattle Symphony actually uh, recorded the um,
2: like orchestrations for the movie. Which there's this organization called the Lisa McPherson Trust, um, which is a. um, I want to. I want to say this right. Uh, Their stated goal is to expose the deceptive and abusive practices of Scientology and help those victimized by the church. Um, Then-President Stacey Brooks said, there's no way that this movie would be happening without Scientology's backing. This is one example of how Scientology insinuates itself in various aspects aspects of culture. Um, And someone else characterized it. Uh, An American politician uh, characterized the film as recruitment, saying it's designed to introduce L. Ron Hubbard to a whole new generation of kids.
0: If this isn't recruitment, it is a recruitment its bad recruitment because I don't Um, want to join.
1: I find that to be 100% true. Uh,
2: One former Scientologist did say, though, that the Church of Scientology, quote, has placed highly advanced subliminal messages in the Battlefield Earth film master to surreptitiously recruit new members from the movie audience and to get the audience to develop a revulsion for psychiatry and current mental health organizations and practices. Yeah, um, I was a step up from the previous claims. They can't would, even make a decent movie. You think they're making like sub? <laughs> Like, right yeah they couldn't do text very well. they're not doing subtext
1: They, uh, I mean it was their aim it's what they were trying to do and if it had been done well it would have been something else but it was the producers after all you know they didn't do any of it right there was a planned sequel and like uh, John Travolta really wanted a cartoon
2: this thing and, really lends
1: itself to animation I would imagine
0: I, uh, I think I should be an anime <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and the cartoon was when is really where they were going to try to. Did you imagine her tongue children. is an
2: anime? It'll be like Star Wars meets Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, one critic, by the way, to to finish on my last point was he says, the only subliminal voice I could detect came about ten minutes into this film, and it seemed to be saying, "Leave this cinema now." <laughs> <laughs> I, I at one point did
0: send Richard a screenshot of this movie and I'm like, I'm watching the right movie. Right. Cause I hope I'm not watching this and I don't have to be. I was like <laughs> desperately looking for any way out.
2: Now watching this movie on purpose is, is a bummer.
1: Yeah. For it fun. sucks yeah. that we had to, but I mean like, I think it's the perfect example of like a development hell. Like, uh,
2: and for the, sure. But, but what do you, I mean, is it, is there no clear moment? It just got greenlit or was it just the power it was Travolta. It was of all the power moment.
1: of – it was Travolta keeping it going, honestly. Uh, I mean like they uh, – so Tarantino turned it down to direct it, so they gave it to Roger Christian, which was a recommendation <laughs> from George Lucas.
2: Yes, uh, there was some other Travolta quote that was another like oh um, crazy stupid thing for him to say about those two people.
0: You think Tarantino was
2: like, oh, I want to do it so bad. I'm just so busy.
0: <laughs> just, i have to like
2: make other b- the, bad things the fourth film by quentin tarantino <laughs> uh, yeah um <laughs> no yeah
1: okay well it's like uh, Corey,
2: somebody
1: like cory mandel was invited on to the fucking yacht or like the ship the like the scientology boat oh, yeah yeah and was given tours and stuff even though he was vocally like i don't believe in like organized religion but they were like being real nice to him and giving him all this like shit Yeah, they're pretty uh,
2: good at getting you off that boat, a Scientologist.
1: mm -hmm. Um,
2: uh, Travolta, when asked about the uh, the criticism of the movie, he said, well, when I felt better about everything was when George Lucas and Quentin Tarantino and a lot of people that I felt knew what we were doing, saw it, or no, sorry, knew what they were doing, saw it and thought it was a great piece of science fiction. Now, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They didn't say that to him. Roger Christian probably. Roger
1: Christian was the second unit director for uh, Star Wars Episode One.
2: Oh, I mean, so again, I, then, it, then at that point, it's our friends couldn't tell us we made a big doo doo. I think also, it's this just, is kind of in line with the kind of science fiction that Lucas was making at the time.
1: It's it's the kind like, it's in line with
2: office politics.
1: It's in line with what science fiction was at that time. Sure. You know, it's like it it was the butts. Science fiction is only good uh, like four years after superhero movies are popular again. Like when you get the uh, you get like the Tim Burton uh, like Batman movies and then you can get movies like Contact and cool alien movies, you know. And so every time you get like studios making like movies for money, they can also start making space movies, which is how we also got like Ad Astra and stuff, in my opinion. And it's like this was sort of banking off of like studio success, but there was no like generic superhero dollar to like guide this through the studio way. It just kept losing momentum because the only thing it had going for it was John Travolta. Oh
2: man! So Kyle, which final clearly, on... which clearly is enough. I, uh, I mean, well... I'm this movie like is is just exhausting
1: it uh it it was a fever i texted you guys when i was watching i was like i forgot that this movie's like a fucking fever dream because it's like like,
2: as it's happening it's not happening and there's no i have no bandwidth for it as watch as i watched it 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 bums me
0: out you know bums me out to have like a movie be that bad i pictured a a
1: kind of bad movie
2: every time I... i saw this poster
1: it's there's a different uh, there's a different type of there is probably a good movie to make out of like the stuff they give you in this but they chose every wrong like direction like if this right. movie was a and d campaign they got natural ones literally on everything including making characters
2: oh sure this is a great like showtime series to make right now yeah i mean, like but i would be into sort of it because it's this it's the thing that like after post um Lord of the Rings and then definitely post Game of Thrones where every studio bought things that resembled this. Mm-hmm. You know, but this was right around that time, so it was dead in the water. But right now it's 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 a universe to I keep
0: I keep when I was watching this, I was like, man, is this what Dune is like? Like I just wanna know, is this like Dune? You know what I mean? Like
2: like the whole, the movie or the movie that's coming out. Cause or the movie that.
0: The movie you know, that's going to oh, come out because I'm like, is this just going to be like a dry spacey? Everyone's got weird breathing nose things. Like, like, is it just going to be like. In a,
2: a two minute trailer for Dune than there is in. This. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think yeah. Josh as, as as good as Forrest Whitaker is. I don't think. <laughs> I act, not in this. He's not doing his best work in this. Um, <laughs> Why does he look like the uh, like David Allen Greer in The Wiz?
0: Hey, hey, tell me someone who's giving a better
2: performance than him, though. Than Forrest in This Bad Boy. I think Kim Coates as Carlo with his... <laughs> is pretty sick.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, how do, how do any of them know... How do they know the phrase piece of cake?
1: Yeah, because I've never had cake. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: eat guacamole from a freaking trough.
2: Shit, guys. Yeah. This is a, this might be a bad movie. Uh, you know what? Earl Pastco was really great as Yeah, Christy let's break Town. down the cast. Let's <laughs> break down the cast. There's so John Travolta as my name is Turl. My name is Turl. My name is turl. <laughs> my name that's
0: is turl. that's where he tries to go right all the wrongs in his past to get the promotion.
2: <laughs> me, Earl, and the go- the dying turl. <laughs> me, Turl and the Dying
1: Girl. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, so John Travolta is Turtle. No go. No, I'm not good. Him, uh, Barry look Pepper look. as Johnny Goodboy Tyler. I think if you pick an MVP in this movie, it might be him because... No. <laughs> no, hard no. He's fucking up every shot he's in. He's... Oh, he's fucking up every shot he's in? He's he barely doesn't... in these shots he's in. There he's in the little corner there trying to go. <laughs> he's... he's doing the dancing where he's like, have you seen Monsters?
1: He he just doesn't know his own angles, like, and I think I've seen it in other things too. He doesn't know how to like position himself right in front of a camera, and no one's telling him how.
2: Because he's got that sort of William Fichtner face. Yeah, because they like, should play brothers. He, can fuck this up. But I think he he think his no everything.
0: his his look and performance remind me of somebody in a college short film who doesn't know what they're doing, and they're, right, like, but everybody else to be is doing cool school actor. play.
2: So, college short film is pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, except for then. my
0: boy, Forrest Whitaker, who's doing bad TV shows. Yeah, this is, is a
2: step
1: above. Yeah, all of this is like student-directed <laughs> oh, one act, you know? <laughs> he's Forrest
0: Whitaker, in my opinion, is doing um, a bad Doctor Who villain. <laughs> so,
2: like, this is sort of, I guess it's karma for this is what it sounds like to others when I defend Jamie Foxx in Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. <laughs>
1: Stop doing
0: it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is a good performance either. Like I don't think he's giving a good performance. I'm saying out of out of everything that is laying on the ground here, I am choosing to to choose this one pebble above the others. I do
1: think Kim Coates does a lot for not being given a lot. Is that the leader of the of the of the? It's the dude with the friends out here. It's the dude with the bazooka. <laughs>
0: Oh, the guy with the bazooka! Yeah, oh,
2: the guy that he—the first guy that like catches him at the dinosaur like yeah. amusement park thing. The dude, who, I, the dude who blows I, up the dome, his buddy.
0: That that guy, I hated that character personally. Well, hey. I kept being like, "Why is this character here to blow up the I was dome? Like, Why are they friends? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna blow up the dome, piece of cake. Uh- you know, like." That's one of the things about the humans in this, like they're so stupid, but then they're also like, no, we can't go that way. It's dangerous. We need to stay along the river. (laughs) Like they have such their levels of knowledge are so well, I like um,
1: the concept is. Oh, yeah. So if just technology is gone, we'd all just be fucking monkeys again. Right.
2: Right. It's this seems like even for a thousand years, this seems like a steep drop in civilization that we mm-hmm. went all the way back to spears and loincloths and going hoo, 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 hoo. yes it seems speedy <laughs> i feel like there would we would still have a couple cars even though he says that we it what was it, a nine minute war that yeah. we were all wiped out in nine minutes yeah i mean please He's, you know but all of our military bases are intact and like yeah, ready no, to be functional. They only wiped out the people, not the tanks and the I guess when, when the Cyclos showed up, we didn't think to take out the tanks and jets. Yeah. Also, also we would have we would have nuked at them for sure. Oh, we would have nuked for sure, for sure. Unless they had a denuking device. I can't stop <sighs> thinking about gas drones and like how much
1: better this movie would have been if the gas drones came and just killed everything.
0: When I was watching them destroy the planet at the end with that guy who just hadn't earned the moment that he was cashing in uh, to blow up that planet, he like I was watching that, and I'm just like, huh, innocent people though, right? Like,
1: no, that was the, no, that was the dome <laughs> around the Cyclos. That was that was like uh, that was like their base. That wasn't like another planet. No, no, no. When
0: he went to the planet and destroyed the, oh, planet they bring the, oh yeah,
2: Cyclo planet. Yeah, that's which, what I was talking about. I mean, like, they're like, the killing, cyclos? like,
0: billions
2: of cyclos, right? Cyclos I mean, are
0: Is Tongue Girl complicit? Yes. Tongue Girl is a war <laughs> criminal?
2: That, <laughs> my tongue's
0: long. <laughs> tongue girl
1: doesn't deserve to die. That
2: girl god, died in the totally
0: dome, totally anyways. Totally. Oh my god, that tongue is so long, you could make a swastika out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I want to know if destroying <laughs> the cyclo planet. <laughs> was the end game of the first movie. What happens in the rest of that book?
2: Well, it's obviously the sort of like he breaks out of prison, right? Because they kept him alive as for that purpose, obviously. I kind of want I mean, to know. I don't know. know. Maybe, the, maybe this really is how the middle of the book ends, which, oh my God, what a weird book. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the middle of the book. <laughs>
0: They win, and that yeah, he loses his arm. Another another moment where somebody loses an appendage, and they're just sort of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he blows off his own arm, and he's just sort of like, whatever. It's yeah. Where that cage at? <laughs> Put me in the gold. Put me near the gold. Let me see that <laughs> cage.
2: <No, laughs> Feed me at no the point guacamole. turtle go. Hey, this is just like Xenu. <laughs> he never mentioned the parallels.
1: He's just like yelling for his tongue girlfriend from the room. Babe, babe, it's like Xenu over here.
2: I She <laughs> seems missable. Yeah, like she'd be bummed that she's not going to be around no more.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, she had tongue.
2: Yeah, every, every, like, male. That's in like, the book. Like this movie halfway through remembers that women exist, and then every male character seems sort of annoyed by sexuality yeah uh it
1: it feels like all of them forgot that like women could exist in a world and they could just further their species that way instead of just like running
2: yeah and, and again it's like if i if Tongue Girl was my girlfriend, I wouldn't be talking about mining. <laughs> oh, cool. be able to get <laughs> of me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tongue <laughs> yeah. girl, like I'm saying, I got I tongue girl as a weird. girlfriend. I'd be like no, getting-
2: keep me here. I'd do 50 more cycles. Just keep her on the contract too. <laughs>
0: He's got Tongue Girl. He's chilling in Colorado. He has all the slime he could drink from my boy Chris Curtan. Life is
1: good. That uh, that bottle that they're drinking from looks exactly like a bottle of bong cleaner that they sell at You like, can get
0: 11, $1, $1,100 and one of those can be yours from the prop <laughs> website. <laughs>
2: I have to say something because I've thought about this five times and I keep losing it. There is a sound effect in the goddamn bar that sounds like someone just ticking on metal. Do you hear this too? That's um
1: that's a hundred percent just uh you know, that's their bar scene
2: music. That's their so, so the idea is that music has evolved into metal ticks. Yeah. Yeah. But then the music stops before Travolta says the last line of all three bar scenes. <laughs> it's, in, it's like they know it's annoying. So they get it out of the way for the important <laughs> parts. They're like, all right, all right, let's turn it off. Cause now the movie matters. Oh my God. No. Um,
0: if you haven't seen the movie, I would say, I would urge people to not watch
3: it.
2: No, it's weird. It's it's sort of, um, yeah. It, it's that's the thing with development hell too, right? Is that it, it can potentially produce these nightmares. These like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, all the
0: all the movies we've covered thus far is like, I mean, I didn't rewatch Deadpool for the podcast, but pretty much any of the movies I could put on and find enjoyment in. Yeah, this was. You know, um, this is yeah. this is a slog.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. sometimes hard work doesn't pay off. That's true. And, you know, and like, it's a big lesson in like the industry, especially as like people that want to be in it to like really pay attention. Is like you go work really hard on something that isn't going to pull through in the end. Just because you believe it doesn't mean the product is good. And maybe listening to your peers is something that can help you.
0: You know, like, unless they're they're George Lucas being like, it's a
2: great piece of sci fi. (laughs) Apparently, he and Quentin Tarantino said this exact same thing.
0: Which <laughs> sounds like Tarantino texting him and being like, hey, let's both give him the same load of
2: shit. <laughs> yes. Well yeah, uh, George tweeted or texted it in the group tweeted. chat and then Tarantino just liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh well I mean did you Richard, was there any more to the saga of the saga of the year three thousand?
1: I mean, not really. I, like yeah. I tried to. Uh, they had pitched doing an, a comic book a few years ago, apparently, yeah. and uh, that Turl
0: versus Ash versus the Predator. Yeah, Turl
1: ver- versus Freddy versus arrested Jason. For making this movie versus <laughs> versus monster in law.
2: And Mike Dyson is arrested for
0: <laughs> for swastikas. We're <sandwich.
1: laughs> watching Pacific Rim too. <laughs> With the Apocalypse.
0: I love that John Boyega.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, they got the Jaegers and the Kaijus.
2: I, speaking of, of, of movie theater experiences, I went to see Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Is that the movie Kyle. we're doing next? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that had a smooth, smooth track to, to the theaters, to my eyes. Uh, with Kyle Jones... <laughs> And we saw the, the Pacific Rim Uprising trailer. And in the middle of it, someone yells, give it all she's got. To which I responded, what were you doing before? <laughs> and then we missed the first three minutes of Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle laughing in an otherwise empty theater.
0: <laughs> uh, you were welcome to the jungle.
2: Oh, uh, I felt welcomed. All right, guys. I mean, I but, don't like, even think. I, I almost, this, what's up? Does
1: this make you guys want to like learn more about Scientology? No. No. So, I like, mean, if, I, that's a, Guys, come on, please just go to one
2: meeting. Okay. <laughs> I think the answer to that question is yes, but not in the way they want, where you I, almost want to look into it to figure out the. Because the movie makes you just sort of ask why.
1: It makes me wanna buy a VPN just so I can find every info on it so they don't know that I wanna look it up, you know? <laughs>
2: Without tricking your algorithm into you don't wanna have things sold to you on YouTube because of because of like some a, just, random Battlefield Earth curiosity.
1: Yeah, because I wanna like I kinda wanna read Battlefield Earth now. Like I, I or at least I want to I,
2: see, I Young Girl's arc in the books is really solid.
1: But Battlefield
2: Earth is a is one thousand fifty pages. Yes, yeah, so's it. Yeah, don't read either of those and your life's good. I already read <laughs> it. Which one? The, all of them. The child called
1: it. No. <laughs> <not>.
2: <laughs> um it should be said that, that uh, about the book that Elron Hubbard Composed a companion soundtrack to the book called Space Jazz. I feel like that should get said.
1: Oh, Kyle has listened to Space Jazz before. Kyle has Let forced me, tell me you to you, listen to I, Space Jazz at
2: 2
0: I a.m. before.
1: I am kind of a
0: fan of L. Ron Hubbard's musical work. I think he I gets can't jazz. this
2: almost didn't come up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I kind of feel like he gets jazz in a way that get a lot Korea of other people didn't. Um, I also feel like he had a command over his band in a way that a lot of other jazz producers... Yeah, because they, <laughs> right. they, right. they were part of his cult. That's Right, they are part of his cult trapped on a ship doing
2: acid. This does say all music is composed by Rick Cruzen and Tamiya Arbuckle under the direction of L. Ron Hubbard. So I imagine two people who know how to play music and he's going, make it more jazzy! Or yeah. make it I mean, more spacey! Why, uh, why wasn't it that works. in The
3: Master?
0: Heartbeat of the Apollo is a is a wild <laughs> love
2: and mercy scenes in the Master. Yeah, where's him
1: on just acid, like
2: I have these notes in my head, and Freddie, I'd like you to sing them. <laughs> then we are going to the behind that Barnes and Noble, and we're going to do something funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man! Oh Christ!
2: Battlefield Earth. Oh, man. What a a, a picture. If if there's a recommendation from from this episode, it's go listen to Space Jazz, the soundtrack Mm -hmm. of the book Battlefield Earth uh, uh, by L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, If anyone's going to do anything after this related to
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. I just like, at some point, we were going to do a bad movie. You know, and I'm glad we because and, and we'll do more. Yeah, we'll do more. Like but like uh, the past we'll three were ones where it's like, it, like, I, I mean, we were mixed on Deadpool for sure. But at least it's passively known to be liked. But talking about a movie that like is hated in a way of just like still talking about the production, I think was pretty decent as opposed to just well, and, shitting and on it for two hours, you know?
2: is such a I think Deadpool is remembered mostly as an event more than a movie it is like sort of a a paradigm shift in terms of how we're going to approach and as well superhero culture whereas this exists this wants to be more than it's you know the sum of its parts it wants to be a a moment in cinema but it's actually just two hours of footage
1: what it but interesting enough, it did became it did become like a weird moment in cinema as the worst movie ever. Like it, like it, it, it is got, one of those, right? It it clean sweeped every Razzie. You know it. Uh, it also got the decade it was the
2: most o- nominations until 2012 with uh, Twilight: Breaking Dawn Part Two, which, which I would argue would still done.
0: have to be yeah, yeah pretty competently made. And, and they like shot, in his
1: jaw in half. Yeah, like that movie. Oh, that that's sounds cool. In, that's yeah, not in this movie. That movie was actually like passable in a movie. The reason they did it is because there are there were no worse movies that have ever come out since yeah. Battlefield Earth, really. Yeah, until until Adam Sandler's like Jack and Jill, like really. Oh, no, <laughs>
2: nice,
1: guys. Hey, J- uh, Jared from Subway's in that movie. You got more to say about it?
2: Well, not about that part. That's not what I'm. That's not what's on the wall. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, he loves it for the Jared from someplace. I'm safe. not fast forwarding to the Jared. <laughs> You're just out there watching Don Cucino. <laughs> yes, <a> solid <laughs> part of that film.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man! All right. Uh, so, uh, Spike, what are we doing Spike, next? You have, you have, you have one right. All right. I have to, I have so, to bury
1: this awesome. episode in the desert like my son.
2: The first thing I want to say is that the um, the title for Little Fockers in Thailand is Zany Son-in-Law, Zippy Grandkids, Sour Father-in-Law.
1: <laughs>
2: I like I that they're like titling
1: that it like good. porn. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to turn a few different things around uh, in terms of here we are watching one of what's considered one of the worst movies of all time and is also um, I wanted, I think that there's a sort of finite list of movies we can cover on this show by nature of how many movies were through a development hell. But what about a movie that every stage of making it is famously maybe the most Mm -hmm. troubled production, -production, pre-production, post-production of all time, but resulted in one of the best movies of all time. Nutty Professor
1: 2 so The Clumps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Man 2. <laughs> no. Um, is... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, we should do, uh, I think next week we should do Apocalypse Now.
0: Fuck yeah. Hey, I've never seen
2: Apocalypse it, Now. <laughs> Apparently, never been harder to make a movie ever. (laughs) There's a whole documentary
1: (laughs) on how hard Um, that movie is to
2: make. It's this story has corpses and (laughs) infighting (laughs) and fat movie stars and everything you want in a movie that went through development, production, post production
1: hell. I think it's sort of like where the term gets
2: its namesake, kind of. Uh, I'm so excited. Become the the joke of a movie that is different, like the Tropic Thunder is all about how hard it was to make Apocalypse well, it, Now. It's, well, cause,
1: it's- because Heart of Darkness, well, they're all making Heart of
2: Darkness. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's Tropic Thunder, right? Is yeah. it, what if you have Apocalypse Now meets Heart of Darkness, strangely, like right? it's about, it's become such a meme that it's now, um, uh, it's now part of the vernacular that, oh, that's that movie that, was miserable to make.
1: Yeah, it's sort of... That one and... Um, I mean, I have another pitch for a movie that's like that. We could do some other time too. I'll say off mic.
2: <laughs> oh, I feel like now we're starting to get our groove. So we're all having big ideas on what to, what yeah. to pitch out. So oh, uh, yeah? Apocalypse Now, the not Redux, which you have to make sure you are... This is one of those movies like Blade Runner where there are a lot of takes floating around. The original cut... Of apocalypse now which is currently available on hBO for any listeners and to you guys dope cool and uh, we will talk about that next week richard thank you yeah. for the research it was awesome oh yeah thanks okay. i uh yeah all right hit my thanks thanks demon thanks for listening
0: guys like movie here with the gang every time we make a movie money toss, stack Put you back into it. Uh, money tall off Ferrari, right next to the Mueller. Uh, she won't mean lose focus with the baby. I can't change that. Once you took the top off there's somebody to exchange that I need me a shorty with some range and a face tan Bust down Melrose with the range bang there. Alright, now inside right, like this 2020 Refuse to see a thing. See uh, I keep the money.